prefer dangerous freedom over peaceful slavery. We are the orphans of the American dream. Welcome to the Inception. This is the first episode of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. I am Sasquatch. I am Tommy. And I am J-Bone. We're here with our special guest from the mean streets of Miami, Bruno. How's it going? It's good to have you here, buddy. It is great to be here. It is freezing. Yeah, it's fucking cold. <laughs> That's- the sun, it's great to be here. It is freezing. It's a whopping two degrees. <laughs> yes. It is. It's fucking cold outside. So much for fucking global warming. <laughs> Natural occurrence. Oh. Anyway. So. Yeah. So um, this is just our podcast. We are uh, three guys and Bruno. He's here as our first guest. We just got together and we're just like... Fuck the media. We're gonna do our own thing. We're gonna expose. We're gonna expose shit. We're gonna give you the real deal. We're gonna give you some commentary. We're gonna give you some funnies. This is what it is. Absolutely. We get too many, uh, too much bullshit from either side. Whether it's CNN, Fox, all of them. They they have their own agenda, um, and we just want to weed through the bullshit and give you what's what's true, what's real, and uh, give it to you straight. I definitely wouldn't even say it's what's true. I mean, I'd even just be like, you know, it's just completely unbiased facts. You know, the both sides will give you facts, but they'll give you the facts that support their agenda. Absolutely. All the facts matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there are facts about gun control that help the left. There's also a lot more facts on the right that help the right. <clears throat> just depends on how you, how you, how you frame it. And we want to frame it in an unbiased fashion that shows that this is really just a situation that some some of these things you can be on either side of, and that's fine. But you need all the facts to do that. Yeah, a big problem in our country is we're divided. Not just, you know, whatever. We, we need to stop being Republicans, conservatives, or leftists, Democrats. We need to start fucking being Americans. Because we're the greatest fucking country in the world, and it's really all that matters. Nobody can stop us if we come together. Absolutely. And the biggest thing is, it's not even educated division. If it was educated division, I wouldn't be so upset about it. But it's not. It's, it, it's ignorant division. It's people who are divided or one side or the other based on lies or based on something they, they think or they feel is this. Yeah. You can feel, and that's fine. But you need to think, too. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Rational, deductive logic. It needs to be taught at every level of of our school that's ridiculous it's just not there we, we send people out in the world they're just fucked they have minds full of mush and propagated and propagandized garbage it's just spewed at them daily whatever happened to compromise it definitely went away it not- got flushed down the fucking toilet yeah I mean, back in the day, I guarantee at least our grandparents, you know, 
they'd have a point of view and someone else would have a point of view and they'd meet in the middle and come up with a resolution and they moved forward. But now you're either one side or the other, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's really the biggest problem. And I've had conversations where people will, where I'll say something and be like, hey, so here's the facts and this is the situation. And they come back and they're like, oh shit, well, I guess I didn't realize that. I'm going to do some more research. And that's awesome that you run into those kind of people like 1.7% of the time. Yeah. But the problem is, is I'll have the exact same conversation with somebody else and I'll show them all the facts, I'll, 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 I'll present all the information and it's just like, no, no, fuck this, I'm done. I'm not dealing with your bullshit tonight. And it's like, bro, like, I'm sorry that you don't like facts, but yeah, I mean, it's just the way it is. You give a fact and you're automatically considered a Nazi or, or right? you know, whatever else. And it's, it's like, just, uh, it's irritating. The, the biggest one I just had recently was the tax plan. One of my friends is a very far, far left, like, might be unsavable. But regardless, she, uh, she was arguing that it was going to cost her another $700 a month, or, or a year, I mean. And the way she explained it, I looked back into the website that had the calculator on it, and she was reading it incorrectly, which is fine. You, you miss things. So I explained that, you know, hey, no, that actually means that you get that 300 that you would have got last year plus that 700 That 700 doesn't cost you yet. It's actually extra money you're going to get. And she just blew a gasket and was like, well, fuck this. They want to kill us all. And just done. Stop the conversation. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I just explained that you got $700 more back a year. but And that this tax plan actually benefits you. I'm sorry that that upset you. But, like, that's just the way it is. <clears throat> and the biggest problem with that is it's not even her fault. It's the media that has been perpetuating this and explaining that this tax plan is going to ruin lives and kill everybody and it's the apocalypse and all this madness. And in reality, there's not a single person in the country that's not going to help. Like net neutrality. Everybody started freaking out about it before anybody knew what the fuck it was. I know what it is and I'm still not allowed to about it. <clears throat> but... I know. I was taking a look at the tax plan uh, today, actually. Uh, it's interesting what they've done. They've taken away uh, the individual mandate. Individual mandate. They've taken away... Uh, it starts with an E. <laughs> the state tax? Yeah, they did abolish that. Well, well, not abolished. They have not abolished the real estate tax. Uh, no, the estate if tax. If you own a home uh, and you added up all your deductions, it wouldn't equal the new individual standard deduction of $12,000. Well, no, I'm, I wasn't speaking on the real estate tax. I was speaking like in the death tax. Like oh, as far as sure. like you know living trusts and you know your your living estates and stuff like that, like that's a big deal to farmers. A lot of right. farmers have to sell their shit just to be able to pay their taxes. You know, it's ridiculous. Well, a lot of guys around here will do exactly that. Like right before they die, they will sell their entire belongings so that they own zero. That way, when the death tax comes through, it's not as bad. Yeah. But like some of these guys who have farmland, if the death tax hit them. The family would go bankrupt. It's sad that there there are people that have to do that because there are ways around it. Like oh, yeah, living absolutely. trusts are, are, are really something. That they didn't. Did they abolish the death tax? No, no, they doubled it. They doubled it, or they rose it to a, a exponentially. It's crazy high now. Yeah, 
Is it really? It's, yeah. a, so it, it's basically the a land, point now. Yeah, it's like it's like two hundred and thirty million or something. Yeah, it's, you have to be worth before now. And realistically, that's not a lot. Like there are farmers in this area that are oh, on that level. Absolutely. But you know that those people also won't go bankrupt when the death tax hits them. Yeah. And they're obviously not going. What to What if you're not made of that much money? <clears throat> then you don't have to worry about the death tax. So we're fine. Right, I'm we're fine. fine. We're fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Good. In that regard. In other words, if you're already wealthy, you can stay wealthy. You have to pay some money to get the land. It's insane. Some of these prices per acre are going for. I heard heard it advertised on the radio. 13 what? Like 12, 13,000 dollars an acre. Good Mm -hmm. Christ. That's closer to like Champaign area, no? Still, no, that's a, it's not much different around here. It's insane. My dad's was just telling me I'll probably get like two hundred thirty bucks an acre. What? No, no, you will get a lot more than that. That might oh, wait. No, no. Oh, he's telling you unless you're if you're cash farm, renting the it, the land farm. You'll get paid. outside of town here. <clears throat> that's what they'll pay you to cash rent it. But to sell it, you'll get a lot more than oh, two hundred yeah. bucks an acre. You want to sell that shit for two hundred bucks an acre? You call me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he meant rent. Yeah, he yeah. Meant rent. cash rent. Yeah. You'll get about two. I'll say I'll open my wallet right now for that price. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So it said eleven million for. Uh, how much? How much is it right couple. now? How much is it? For what? It just depends. Yeah. Is it in a bubble right now? You think? No. No. I mean, been, this is some of the, the richest yeah. black dirt in yeah. the country. Yeah, it's been. It's been how 12, much? 13, it's at least a thousand right now. Thousand. Twelve. I just. I just. What? An acre? Yeah. Yeah. Twelve, thirteen thousand. They were aver- One of the auction companies in the area was advertising <laughs> on the radio <laughs> that last auction. Anybody got a calculator? I, I want to clarify. I do want to clarify. I said uh, eleven million for couples for the estate tax. I thought it was like twenty or hundred. Yeah, five point five million for an individual and eleven million for a couple. Yeah. Anyway, it's still going to help out a lot. And if, oh, you get, yeah, and if you get a living trust, it's going to be even. Anyway, yeah. the deductions are worse. Right. And I'm okay but with that. the interest, I mean, the tax brackets are are better. They got rid of a lot of the deductions just to simplify the tax code, which needed to happen. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm getting like a 1.5 percent raise or something in cash back. I think we all are somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, something like that. But uh, so, speaking of Trump pluses, uh, freaking killed it on regulations this year. Oh my God. He's just slashing the fuck out of it. He's like the Grim Reaper. Dude, it's nuts. He wanted, like, what do you want, two for every one? For every new regulation that went into place, he wanted two to be abolished. It was right. his goal. And his actual, what they actually did was for every new regulation that went in, 22. What? Were cut. Yes, 22. So, like, legitimately, he beat his goal by 11 times. They even said in the announcement, when he made the announcement, that if they continue on this pace by this time next year, there will be no more regulations to cut, and we will be at a regulational standard below 1964, I believe. <laughs> that's out of control, actually. No, that's amazing. Just that in and of itself is going to spur the economy. Yeah. And, well, and then the infrastructure, like the roads, the amount of work it had to do, in like, which is regulation to have a road built, was absolutely astronomical. It was ridiculous. 
So if we give this two, three years and our economy is, let's just happen to say it's the best we've ever seen it or that we can remember because I don't know about you, ten last 10 years have been pretty much shit. Right. Uh, what's going to happen? Are these people just going to elect this guy? Pretty good possibility right okay. now. Yeah, no, I had a point quick. Uh, his approval rating just came out for end of year. It's 45. And yeah, yeah I was going to say he's up 10 points from where yeah, that was, he was, was the main, in the middle of the Really? Year. Yeah. I think and you know those the, polls uh, are inaccurate, so he's no, probably no, no, about no. 55? No, no, no. Those are the actual... Uh, well... Uh, I get I give those polls pretty accurate because those the We're, what's the name of the poll time I got it let's give me a second yeah, look give it me a moment it's the one that goes off of actual voters um, it doesn't go off just people on the street this like, is the Drudge is linking to Rasmussen yeah Rasmussen is they were all Rasmussen. incorrect I, I would say Rasmussen is pretty accurate I but I will it say it wasn't this. last year mm, I think Rasmussen was one of the more accurate ones well it then this is the thing the polls no accurate. one. See, the reason why polls are interacting with Trump is because Trump supporters don't give a shit about Trump. No, I'll give you a dead fast example. My mom and dad got rotocalled like a mother yeah. last thing. And they're just like, stop fucking calling me. That, you know, that's a lot of the people. Yeah, nobody wants to deal with it. Nobody cares. And honestly, you see a poll on CNN or any of these other liberal rag right. Those crap stations. They oversample Democrats anyway, so they're just way fucking off. It's yes. ridiculous. But I, w- I will say the Rasmussen is actually, I give them the, probably the most accurate. Them and Politico, even though Politico is pretty far right, far left, they still do a pretty accurate job of LA Times. What was it? The LA uh, Times? LA Times is pretty good. Ra- the Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking right. poll for Wednesday shows that 45% of likely U.S. voters. Approve of President Trump's job performance. 53% disapprove. I don't know. This whole polls, that's just ridiculous. Oh, Hillary Clinton has an 80% chance of winning. Oh, my God. That was a pretty crazy night. That's ridiculous. That was amazing. I just can't can't get over it. I still watch them with joy watching this compilation of... (laughs) How the night progressed, and the, it was pretty crazy. The dire desperation and destitution <laughs> on the faces of these people as the night went on—it was just glorious. I guess they did put. And I wouldn't say that, other than these people are terrible people. Oh, awful! Fake news. It's fake news. For shizzle, my nizzle. Yeah, Trump. Interesting guy. He's an interesting. You've met him, haven't you? I've met him. I have met him. Please continue on that. <laughs> yeah. No, I have met him. I've worked for him. What was that? I worked for him uh, at Doral uh, down in Miami. I'm from sunny South Florida. I worked for him uh, at Doral uh, down in Miami. I'm from sunny South Florida. And this guy, uh, we, we were in... The resort is, let me paint the picture here. The resort is historic, especially in the golf world. We hosted over 50 PGA Tour events, and the resort was kind of getting old. Um, literally, the resort or the city was built around this resort. Picture it that way. So it's managed by Marriott, and they ran out of money. Where and was this one? Where was it at? Uh, Miami. 
running out of money, and Trump comes in and basically saves the day. Uh, he comes in, buys the place, literally bought the place for $500 million, and he acquired 250 acres of land in South Florida, Miami. I mean, prime real estate. So the guy pretty much made out right there. Built a brand new clubhouse, brand new five, uh, four different golf courses, driving range, put lights on it, hosted the PJ Tour event. That's pretty. In fact, you can find me on their website still. I'm there. Um, <clears throat> if you type in uh, trumpnationaldoral.com, that's the name of the facility. And... Uh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, he comes in, buys this place, and I went through a whole uh, transformation. They call it a, the transformation of Doral back to its grandeur. There you go. Um, that, that, is, that is beautiful. <laughs> uh There he is. Oh, man. <laughs> Just like that, one click of the button. Celebrity. <laughs> this guy right here uh, on the left of me is Kevin Morris. Uh, he got a promotion by Trump. He promoted him to the general manager of Trump DC. So he literally sees Trump quite often um, well, today. Well, even today still? This guy right here, Justin Hill, he was the director of golf. He got fired because he fucked every single beverage cart girl, who, by the way, were all tense. <laughs> so kudos to that. It's sexist. Uh, anyway, those were the days. Got out of the golf business. But uh, at the time, he, you know, I, I worked for him mainly because he would fly in on this uh, helipad that was right behind Trump Doral there. Uh, he'd fly in. I'd have to pick him up in the sh golf shuttle. We'd have to always put out the little uh, wind thing uh, before he showed up so they knew where the wind was to fly the helicopter in. Mm -hmm. Pick him up, and then we just shuttle him around wherever uh, he needed to go. I remember I, I helped him hang a, a majority of the photos in the clubhouse, which is interesting. And I want to say there was a time... On, I was watching TV. I'm like, oh shit! There's the photos in his uh, in his uh, office. So it's funny. Wait, hold on. Trump was actually hanging the pictures in the clubhouse. No, no, no. Oh, okay, he, okay. I was hanging the pictures. He would go a little more to the right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. But no, that's actually kind of cool that he was even there. Like you think yeah. he would just have a guy like, hey, go go hang shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean. There was multiple times where you'd have to take the picture down because he ended up not liking it there. He wanted it somewhere else in a different room. I mean, these people literally, I mean, Ivanka Trump came in, literally handpicked every single color, design, everything about this clubhouse. These people were there every week. They were hands-on with everything. So I guarantee you right now as president, he is hands-on with every single micro decision. It's probably overwhelming for the people there. Uh, but the thing is, he doesn't sleep. He literally, he literally uh, 
Wow, that sounds nice. He literally doesn't sleep uh, maybe three hours a night, four hours. Uh, other than that, he's working. Um, when he plays golf, <laughs> they say that he plays a lot of golf. Uh, this guy plays 18 holes in two hours. That's half the time. That's more than half the time that a normal golfer would take, like Obama and Bush. They would take four and a half hours, probably four hours. Is Trump a cyborg? Uh, he's a, he's something else. I don't know where he gets his energy, but uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully he's not a lizard person like they say. <laughs> uh very possible you never know but uh uh yeah he's uh he's he's something else let me say that um jackass he's a jackass uh you know uh he's from new york so there you go all those people are pretty much uh but good people deep down you know good-hearted person deep down i would say when you say jackass you just give you a rash to shit yeah, if it's not perfect, you're going to hear about it. Uh, he has expectations, and if they aren't met, uh, he will go off like you've never seen a human being go off. Yeah, I've seen him good. cuss in front that of guests right in front of the... He will cuss in front of guests right in front of the hotel and not give a rat's ass. Yeah, that's definitely his right. Um, I would say, like you were talking about how he's doing as president, he's definitely accomplished more than any other president in U.S. history so far. Like, Reagan was one of the ones that they said this first year was absolutely astronomical. But uh, um, Trump has blown him out of the water. There's one other president, I can't think of who it is, but uh, same situation where they were talking about he did very well in his first year, but Trump has also, you know, completely blown him out of the water with his accomplishments. So like you said, he's definitely hands-on and moving forward. I'm very happy with it so far. I was nervous at first. You know, I definitely voted for him, but I was scared that some of what the left was saying were valid concerns. All of it was not. Some of it was just craziness. But there were some concerns. But now, after one year in, I'm I'm looking back going, yeah, I'm kind of excited for the next three. You know, I'm honestly, I'm kind of excited for the next seven. But he's got to tick that 10 points a year up a little higher and faster than that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I guess I kind of expected... Uh, what he would be like going in just after working for him, at least from how he works. Uh, so that was a unique perspective. And I think the left, as we all know, the left uh, are emotional people and the right just are more practical and look for results, I would have to say in general. So, you know, I kind of knew he was a jackass, but I also knew that he's probably the best man for the job to get shit done because yep. that's all we need right now. So... It's kind of interesting uh, looking back on it, uh, but like I said, he still has a, a, a good heart. In fact, uh, remember uh, right in the beginning, he did a he came to Doral and spoke in front of all the employees. And uh, one of the first things he did, or one of the things he did at the end, he he says, "I want everyone to reach below your seat. You're gonna there's five thousand dollars." there for you and he gave this woman a uh she uh she cleaned rooms and that woman walked away with five thousand dollars cash and he did that multiple times so i guess that was his way of trying to be nice but uh the last comment he made to everyone is you're hired <laughs> he's, he's definitely one of the best showman presidents we've ever had. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just so, think it's refreshing to have somebody 
with the mindset to get shit done. Yes, absolutely. I like having a doer, not a community planner or a career politician. It's fantastic. Speaking of him being like a jackass, like I and and the left is having a conniption about it, but realistically, I'm, I'm having a blast with the way he's handling our foreign affairs, like the UN and just really any other before China, North Korea. Like he's just Jerusalem. Uh, I'm kind of indifferent on that. Yeah, he's a little off on that one, but we agree. Can we, if we're going to talk about foreign force, can we give Nikki Haley the next uh, presidency available? Soft golf applause. I mean, I have my doubts about her. She's kind of a neocon, but that bitch has got brass balls. I love it. She is killing it. But, uh, but yeah, no, like, because. They're cutting the budget. Now, I will say, there's a lot of talk going around right now about possibly pulling out of the UN. I am all about that. But I don't under I don't think everyone really understands what that would do. Oh, Don, you're a little controversial. One way or the other, Mexico will pay for the war. Donald war. Trump is unfit to be president. I'm really good at war. I love war. Educate us. Hold on. Yeah, we're going to... There you go. Another uh, example of the media... Uh, telling us what the... What so, we were talking about the media and how terrible they are. There's a Pew um, article on here. Trump media, three times more negative than for Obama. Just 5% positive. Mm-hmm. Well, like, if you just go back in the last three months, like, I'm really... I'm going to look into it, but the, uh, the amount of news articles that have been redacted... Now, somebody made a good point on an article I was reading the other day that said... Uh, this, these kind of things happen, you know, where, where mistakes are made. You have to redact a, a story, and that's completely normal. What's not normal is when every story you redact in the last three months is a negative story about an individual person. That's where it's just like, no, you guys are not, this is not an accident. Like, Trump is not, out of, like, in the beginning, I was really hating the fake news uh, notion. Like, just the phrase. I was like, Man, that really does give you kind of a Hitler vibe. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, it's almost as if he's trying to manipulate people to hate the media. But but he was completely but being ob- right. <laughs> yeah, but being objective about it, you look at it and it's just like, no. They literally are targeting him and they're doing this on purpose. There's no way this is an accident. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of them are. You know, but no. Now it is a tactic. It is a tactic the media is using to force negative information about Trump. Like, look at the look at the look at the tax bill. All they said the entire time was how it was going to cost everybody money and this, that, and the other. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, let's let's do a little. Uh, so, you have the big three networks. Um, we're not talking about CNN. I'm talking about the main, like the the network. Time t- Warner's and no, oh. I'm talking ABC, CBS, NBC. Look at CBS's logo. What is it? It's the all-seeing eye. Does that not tell you everything you need to know about it? I'm not going that far into it. What do you mean? It's the all-seeing eye. Everything that is on these these stations, it's it's propaganda. It, it it's mind control. Fox six six six. Even all of that shit. I mean, it's a psychological operation. It's mind control. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay, I'll go with that. <coughs> There's no such thing as a coincidence. No, they're very. If they are, they they're are very, very, they very, 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 very rare. They are much more rare than they are. F six. 
presented. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so back to the UN, like you were talking about. Um, okay, so we pull out of the UN. What's going to happen is they just had a report that explained that we had 160 different missions going on in special operations military around the country. Or around the world in different countries. We also are dropping drone we're drone striking countries like it's nobody's business like we have since Bush. All of those things would stop if we dismantled the UN. Well, they would either stop or the world would actually just understand that we control the world. Because we kind of do. Sense, like, yeah. If we want to be the bully, we could, if we want to be the bully that the world really thinks that we are, oh, we could. We could. Absolutely. Be. And we're not. And I like that. I'm okay with what Trump's wanting to do. I mean, we have been getting fucked. Absolutely. Absolutely getting fucked. Apparently, we paid for 20% of the budget anyway. Yeah. 22%. It's insane. Thank you. It's insanity. Do these people want to. They just need to. If you want to be in it, you want us to be in it, pay your fair share. The UN was a great idea in post-World War II era when it was created because it was kind of necessary to create these new borders and these new lines and all these countries to interact together again and be like, hey, thanks, we're all friends now. No one's going to kill each other. But now it's not. Now it's just a pissing contest between this faction of people and this faction of people. Like, literally... All of your communist or socialist countries are over here. All of your Arab countries are over here. All of your democracies are over here. And all of your European countries are over here. And that's it. It's five people against each other and everybody's fighting. And they all buddy up one side or the other every once in a while, like with this Jerusalem thing. And they go one way or the other. And Trump turns around and says, hey, we'll just cut your funding. And they're like, we don't care. You can't bully us around. It's like, it's not bullying you around. We give you money. And we are friends, and you're slapping us in the face. So we're just going to stop writing checks. But, yeah. I read a story, and I want to see if I can pull it up. Um, Go ahead and talk about something. But but you guys aren't uh, so keen about the Jerusalem. Jerusalem, uh, My my thing is, I don't think we have any business even discussing it. It's It's not our business. We have no issue being there. Okay, we're not really there. We have no issue being involved in any way. And that's really what Trump is is doing. He's saying, hey, we think think, uh, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Deal with yourselves. And that's it. We're moving our embassy to Jerusalem. And, I mean, that is one country's, you know, prerogative. And it's a prerogative that I might add that we made back in the... Eight, early 80s, late 70s? Uh, might even be late 80s, early 90s. Look that up. When do we, we vote on that? Because the last five presidents um, were supposed to move the embassy to Jerusalem. And they've just been passing the buck. Um, it was voted on by the people a long time ago. But anyways, uh, 1995? Yeah, right there, yeah. Yeah, it's a public law of the United States passed by the 104th Congress on October 23rd, 
It was supposed to be moved no later than May 31st, 1999. And that's what it was. 1999 is when all the presidents started passing the buck. It would have been Clinton, Bush. Yeah, we're going to move it. Uh, we're going to move it. Yeah, and, and Obama and said the same thing. I was going to say, every president has campaigned on yeah. the idea that they, they were said going, they were going, going to, to and they didn't. And nobody Trump, really did it. who everyone's figuring out when he campaigned to uh, to do something, he, <laughs> he fucking did it. Right? It's like, it's like, wait a minute. I mean, we have a politician that says he's going to do something. And then, if 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 nothing else, tries to do it. <laughs> I mean, look at the, I mean, look at the wall situation. Not everybody likes the wall on the Mexico right. border. Okay, whether you like it or not, the guy said he wanted to do it, and mm-hmm. n- now they have samples down there. Have you seen the samples? Ten of them. Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Beautiful. They are. They are beautiful. Oh. What's the last sentence there? However, following the announcement, Trump signed uh, embassy waiver again. Delaying the actual move by at least six months. Right, right. They get their. Yeah, um, they get their. They get their cards in order. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to just be like, all right, up and move. That's how things work. So Trump is a trendsetter. Trump is like the Ric Flair of politics. So he decided he wanted to move Jerusalem, the our embassy to Jerusalem. I have a news story pull up here from a couple days ago. Israel. Okay, what the. Kind of like that one. Bottom left. Nah, not that one. No, not this one. There it is. God damn it. It's kind of nice. It's kind of... Ah, the one above. That one's really nice. It's got a nice color. Yeah, it's just beautiful. So Israel in talks with more than 10 countries over Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah. They have like a... uh, Yeah, there's 10 other countries that are talking to Jerusalem about supporting their decision to move it. Or no, Yeah. You're talking about the other countries that are moving their embassies to Jerusalem. Yeah, they're in well. talks. Okay, so let's see what this says here. Guatemala is one of them, I believe. If Deputy Foreign Minister, I can't pronounce that name, on Monday said nations were interested in following President Trump's footsteps in declaring the Israel city and the new capital in the wake of Guatemala's, Guatemala's recent decision to do so. Um, Honduras was one of the nine general assemblies. One of the nine nations that voted in support of the U.S. and the U.N. General Assembly's resolution. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's... I got... You know the... Uh, what, what a high. During the campaign, Trump, he had this... Uh, he was at Trump Doral for a press conference... Right after, what speech was the one that really hurt him? The Mexican one about the rapist and all that? That's exactly it. (laughs) During the speech, one of my friends who worked at Doral still grabbed the the front, the sign that, you know, that they stick in, it says Trump, Mm -hmm. Pence, that sign that sits in front. He grabs it, he put it in his window at his house in the Cuban communities. Cubans are widely Republican. And well, that makes sense. I mean, they're humble wait. and hardworking and probably very conservative. That, religious. that and the left came in and took over their country and made it a social, socialist country. Well, yeah. I mean, and look at look at all, look at uh, everywhere the Clinton Foundation has gone to Shit help uh, Haiti. Oh, like, I, I don't uh, want to get into that, but that's just ridiculous. Like they should. That's another thing. In January, let's just hope. That there's a grand jury and the DOJ decides to actually start investigating something. The Clinton Crime Foundation. Well, they are opening. They are reopening the uh, uh, probe into the uranium one thing, which I'm not really sure there's a story there. I'm not really sure there's a story there. What do you mean? 
in the uranium one thing? How so? Okay, so with the uranium one thing, <clears throat> uh, what happened was the Russian company owned by the government or owned by the Russian government wanted to buy the rights to the drilling company that's in our country that happens to control, it's not quite 20%, but it's a lot of our uranium, okay? The people that has to go through is not just Clinton. It was her and nine other people on a committee. Now, for the deal, the deal went through, and everybody was down for it. Now, one of those ten people had to stand up and say no, and then there would have been an investigation. Because none of those people stood up, there was no investigation. Now, do I believe Clinton stood up and said, y'all shit the fuck down? Probably. But it wasn't illegal. Now, Bill going over there and doing a $500,000 speech and them donating however much millions or whatever to the Clinton Foundation is shady as fuck. I'm not, not denying that. But as shady as it is, it all looks like it's on the up and up. I mean, I'm sure if there was more investigation that dealt into it and found there was other things that I'm not aware of, but those are the facts of the case as it is right now. So I don't think it looks bad the way the right is, is, is writing. Like we were talking about in the very beginning, everybody has their facts. And if you write it and say Clinton didn't stop the Russians from buying the uranium, now all of that is true and it sounds really bad. But when you go in there and go, yeah, there's nine other guys that had to say no too, and none of them did either. But uh, but they are doing that, and that's going to open up things into the Hillary Clinton email probe, and that'll open up things into the uh, gross negligence BS or the email scandal with the FBI. I honestly think the FBI is going to hang. I don't know if the FBI will survive this situation they're in right now, the Mueller probe, they just found out that the freaking uh, dossier, the Steele dossier, so you know anything about that? Okay, so the Steele dossier, just a little quick background. Steele dossier is a dossier that the DNC, Hillary Clinton's campaign, and the FBI all paid an individual to go get. They wanted this person to find dirt on Donald Trump. Well, so they could use I, think, I don't think it was... They 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 latched onto that. I I think it was actually one of Trump's rivals in the uh, primary from the Republican side that actually. Okay, I think you're okay. You're I think you're half right because okay, I think I was I was wrong. I think the FBI paid the guy to find the dirt, and then Clinton Foundation and the DNC paid for the dossier. I mean, it, it's totally doesn't surprise. It down. totally doesn't surprise me. I wouldn't be a damn right. bit surprised speculatively saying. It was Jeb Bush. Regardless. Because the Bushes and the Clintons are yeah, absolutely. one they're, fucking they're, family. Exactly. So. But, uh, so back that up, um, what really matters about this is that the FBI latched onto that uh, dossier saying that, boom, there's the credible evidence to go into the, to the Trump campaign and find all the people and wiretap everybody and listen in on all these conversations. That was their smoking gun. Now, the... Senate Judiciary Committee is trying to get the information from the dossier that they said is credible that shows collusion because the FBI says it does. But they won't, ref they won't uh, turn it over. They're turning over parts of it, but they won't turn over the thing that they say is a smoking gun. 
well, now it's gotten to a point now that we're sending judiciary committees. If you don't turn it over, we're just going to assume that you don't have anything, and that's not going to look good for you. So if they turn around and say that the FBI sabotaged a presidential campaign to favor one side because of fake information and fake evidence, I don't think the FBI can survive that. We have the CIA. Now, we don't have the CIA. The CIA is its own dog now. We're not in control of it. Well, we knew that the FBI was involved because of James Comey being involved, right? Well, and much bigger than James Comey. Like, There's so much bias in the FBI against Trump right now that it's just like, I really think it's just a, it's just a powder keg. Which is strange lighting. because usually the FBI are, are right-leaning people, aren't they? I think there was a time, but not in the last decade. Not in a while. Speaking of the FBI, I mean, Trump, I love that he trolls people. It, it's so great. No, because we're talking about the FBI. He was McCabe. Is he the deputy director? Man, the tweet he had. I didn't like it. It's beautiful. It's bad. Look at that. Trump's McCabe tweet. So this you is don't like Trump's tweets? So this is the thing. The I have a love-hate relationship with Trump's tweets. Sometimes he tweets something, and it's absolutely beautiful. And it's like, yes, you ripped his ass, and you made a point, and you turned it around and made it about this. That's amazing. This makes him look guilty. Where it says, wow, Fox and Friends dossier is bogus. Clinton campaign, DNC funded dossier, FBI cannot, after all of this time, in quotes, verify claims in dossier or Russian Trump collusion. FBI tainted. And they use this crooked Hillary pile of garbage as their basis for going after the Trump campaign. All of that is true. The problem is... Wait, this isn't the one against McCabe. No, this is not. Because I actually, I actually don't have a problem with that one. <laughs> wait, what? I can Merry Christmas! I can summarize it. It was basically... He's counting down his days just so he gets full pension on his way out the door. About CNN boycotting the Christmas, White House Christmas. CNN should just boycott themselves. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, you want to go? What you want to talk about CNN a little bit? I mean, during the first Iraq War, there's the famous video where they were on top of the CNN headquarters in. In Atlanta, on top of there, and they caught them off screen because they fucked up. But totally, them had a green screen with like helmets and shit on, act like they're in Iraq. It's 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 ridiculous. Wait, what? During the first Gulf War, CNN was doing like, oh, the live coverage over in Iraq and Kuwait and all that. Dude, oh. they, they were on top of the building. There's videos. You find it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's 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 ridiculous. They've been fake news since they started. Yeah, <laughs> they're such a joke. Amazing, they're in business, but no, too many not. people are brainwashed to them. No, huh? it's, uh, yeah. no, their ratings are shit. It's not that they're McCabe. they're funded okay. heavily, heavily funded. You're right. Yeah, makes sense. There's I no way. But yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it was. I, my my love hate relationship. Sometimes he has a good point and he, he makes a good thing. And there's a lot of times where he'll say something and it's just not really. It might be accurate. But you're not helping your case. Like, okay, when we were in the middle of trying to get the tax reform through, he was tweeting that uh, the Democrats aren't going to help anything. They're all no votes. Might as well forget about it anyways. Now, 
if they were all no votes, it doesn't matter. But why are you shooting yourself in the foot before this goes through? Like, just let a lying dog lie. Let you know. I don't know well, I mean, that's the, that, that's <laughs> your opinion on the strategy. Like, you know, the, the man has gotten this far. Let him rock. Well, no, I understand. He is not going to change. I don't. I, I listened to a little bit of Rush Limbaugh. I don't agree with some of what he says. I don't think he goes far enough. Um, but he makes a good point. Trump is not... Trump is the only one who can defeat Trump. Uh, yeah. He's the only one who can separate his followers from himself. Nobody else can do it. Right. No, the media has... Since he announced his candidacy... That's all they've been trying to do, and they fail miserably. And it's kind of glorious to watch because they're terrible. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. But I think with his tweets, he's doing that. I don't think so. I, I really don't. Uh, not, and not, no, not always. Like I said, he has good tweets and bad tweets, and they're not detrimental. They're not detrimental to him. They're not completely ruining him. But they are having an effect on the way things are running. Like, you don't tweet something negative that has no positive benefit right before right before a vote and on Congress. Like I said, that's a strategy and that's your opinion. I mean, he's gotten this far doing what he's doing. So. Well, let me give you a little... Uh, I kind of agree with Tom to a mean? certain extent simply because I used to work for him as well. And I can relate to what you're talking about here. He does do some weird things. I'm not going to lie. There was multiple times when we all just kind of looked at each other going, is this really the the smartest uh, way of going about doing this? Like, uh, I don't know. So he's going to do some strange, weird things that actually do hurt him a bit, unfortunately. Uh, his, his mouth uh, gets in the way. But he... I might be wrong here as well. I he might be so much of a genius that he's actually this this the stuff that 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 Matt's talking about here. Uh, it might actually work out in his favor in the long run. Anyway, uh, I, I'm not really sure, but I've seen it play out that way. Uh, seeing as you know he did win, and we all looked at him going, "Ah, oh, he's an idiot. Look at the stuff he says." He won. I didn't say that. Well, no, I, I definitely did because he was being an idiot a lot of times. But it was all an act, and it still is. And I agree with that, but I don't it's, – it's not helping him. And But it did help him because that's why we voted for him. It helped him in that situation. Right now, what he's doing with these tweets during Congress voting on this and that and this and that, it does not help him in any way. It hurts him. And just saying that. Don't just, just say no. Don't just say it hurts him. You have to explain why how it hurts him. <laughs> it hurts him because when he says that the Democrats aren't going to help him, and then they don't show up in the office when they all have a meeting about tax reform, because he was being an asshole on Twitter, that hurts him. It they, makes them look bad too, but it doesn't help his situation on getting things passed. They had the meeting. You can't. I'm just saying. He says things in his tweets that are wrong. He says things in his tweets that are amazing. He needs to rein that in. Giving him full range, be like, do what you're doing, man. That's a very dangerous strategy. I'm, I'm not his strategist. So. One thing about Trump, no one's going to change the way he does things. Yeah, so and get used not to, to mention, he can't really just, I mean, it's his Twitter. I know he's the president, but, I mean, do you censor him? 
I mean, nobody wants to be censored on Twitter. It doesn't matter if he's the president or not. No, I'm not censoring. I'm saying he should not do what he's doing. Yeah, he a lot of times he idiot. does say things that may not sound <clears throat> as professional, like crooked Hillary. We all fucking agree with him. I have no problem yeah. with that. I'm just saying, like, yeah. No, I'm agreeing with you, though. Yeah. Then Mar- little Marco, who has small hands? Somebody had small hands. Was that... Was no, that they were saying Trump, Trump, Trump had small hands. hands. Yeah. Bruno, you've met him. Does he have small hands? They're huge. Huge, huge. You know what they say about a guy with big hands. He's got big gloves. It's a little bit harder to golf. It's a little bit harder. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty good, though, at that, too. Especially in two hours. It's not bad. He's good. That is kind of impressive, I'm not going to lie. He just played with a couple tour pros this past weekend at... uh, Oh, my God. Did you see the story? CNN had a fucking reporter hiding in the bushes trying to catch him (laughs) play golf. Are you serious? God, they're so stupid. Go away. How'd they get on the facility? The place is fucking I, just, I, I love like Ben Shapiro does it a lot. He'll go on like CNN or something like that and he'll just be like, you know, you guys kind of put a lot of this on yourself. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Trump gives you guys a lot of crap and all this stuff, but you really don't help your case when all you do is feed into it like a five-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing them like mm-hmm. they're... But back to CNN. Absolutely. Yeah. On a positive note for CNN... Is there a positive MSNBC is <laughs> even worse because for the forty <laughs> because for the forty first straight month uh, they've beat them. Um, I mean, has anyone seen Morning Joe? <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, those people are <laughs> those people are out of control. Fires. Oh, it's, they're it's walking out of dumpster fires. Out of control. I mean, they're very emotional. Super emotional. That's all they're thinking is how, how it makes them feel. This is what happens when you don't discipline your children. <laughs> exactly. It is also what happens when you, th- when you feel and you don't think. <laughs> yeah. Feelings are a well, big what's issue. The, what's the, it's, it's Joe Scarborough and Mika Perzinski, is it? She, her dad was like a noted something like communist or something crazy. Wow. But CNN, currently in 2017, is on pace for the highest ratings on record and the youngest audience in nine years, folks. Dummies. Right, but that's the future of America. So are we worried about a shift? Well, I mean, the the college education system is definitely pushing as much propaganda as it possibly can to move the left in like a lot of millennials are on the left and on a positive note with that a lot of them are moving towards the right during trump's presidency they're seeing the hypocrisy and they're seeing the bullshit and they're like wow like that's kind of i truthfully i do yeah i know um there are many people who go to college and graduate and they get out in the real world for a couple of years and the light bulb goes off yeah there are a lot that they're head is still buried in their asshole but I mean you get out in the real world you really kind of have to figure shit out and being a democrat and a liberal I disagree with that you can be a democrat and a liberal you just can't be a leftist you can't be a dumbass that's a leftist that's a leftist 
Well, have you seen them freaking out on Twitter the last couple of days because of uh, Ivanka Trump was on vacation? <laughs> yes, I did and see that. The, they the happened to take there was a, a there was, flag there was in the a little few pictures. You know, they're they're fishing. You know, having a good time, and there's a houseboat, probably 50, 60 yards away, that happens to have a Confederate flag on it. And they're like, after one of the tweets I saw some some from some lady was uh, after everybody retweeting this and telling her what the problem was with the pictures uh, and if, if she still doesn't take it down then it was definitely on purpose yeah yeah just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous like you're fucking out of your mind <clears throat> but yeah like he was saying so there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, liberal propaganda being pushed on on ca- college campuses like conservative college students speak out about this a lot about how you're very oppressed if you're a conservative on a college campus in this climate but these kids are waking up and they're starting to see that some of the stuff they're following is bullshit. Like I was talking about sometimes you have a conversation with a kid and they're like, whoa, I never even thought about that way. We were talking about the uh, Indian reservation that had uh, that Trump just backed up on that uh, land out in out west in Nevada. The Bear, what was it called? Some monument, the Bear Monument, Barrier Monument. Uh, they, he rolled back like millions of acres because it was so crazy big. Well, one of my friends was having an argument with it, and uh, I kind of just laid it out. I was like, "This is what happened." Okay, okay. So Obama decided to use a act from like pre Civil War to grab this land. Now, on this land, there are ranches, there are houses, there are people that live there, and he did that. And now they all have to move. They all have to leave. These people, some of these people have been here since like wagons stopped. Like when a wagon stopped there in the migration, that's where they stopped and that's where they stayed. There are there are many of those out there. <clears throat> these uh, so her argument was that it was because of the Indians. You know, it's 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 the Native Americans' land, this, that, and the other. And it's like I get that, but this is an enormous overreach. You know. What Trump did is he brought it down to a normal scale, which is still hundreds of thousands of acres, by the way. But the area around the place is very sacred, and he accepts that. But he's allowed this land outside to be used. And uh, she just kept going back to it. It's like, no, 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 The Indians have to have it. It's, it's all for the Native Americans. They're the only ones that have rights to it and this, that, and the other. And we went back and forth for a long time. And then this random kid jumped in. And I don't even know who he is. He's, we're not friends. I don't even, he's, he's one of her friends, obviously. <clears throat> and uh, same girl who had the argument about the tax thing, actually. But anyways, uh, he jumped in and he's like, wow, like, is this true? And I was like, yep, started dropping links, you know. And he started. He's, he came back a couple of comments later. Because me and her are still going back and forth because she's fun to irritate. And uh, he came back he's like, hey, man, like, I just wanted to say thanks a lot, like, this really kind of opened my eyes. I didn't realize it was like this. I was like, yeah, continue looking into this because it's a lot bigger than you think and it's happening a lot more. Because like, if you look at the West, everything from like Nevada to the entire country is covered. Do look that up. Look the map of a federally owned land. It is literally the entire West. Nevada, it's almost 90% of the state. Uh, Arizona is an enormous amount of the state. Which one do you want me to look at? I just look up federally owned land in this in the country. Alaska, it's over eighty percent of Alaska is federally owned land. Uh, 
And it's just like it's just like no, this is unnecessary. The states can own this land and do the exact same thing the feds are doing. Why are the feds doing this? Yeah, wow. that's, that's map. Yeah, look at that shit. That's all the federal. I was untouched. That's all the. That's all the federally owned land. Like, well, yeah, that's not here. This is still federally owned land. That's the. That's your. Uh, that's the Everglades. That's though. the Everglades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. We need it to be absolutely. Protected. And there are situations where federally owned land is necessary. But this is fucking madness. The entire state of Nevada. That is, that is a lot. Look at here's look at Alaska. Like, it's crazy. Alaska is the same. It's almost it's almost every beach in Alaska is, is owned. Now, what Nevada. about these mountains, Tom? I mean, we don't want to be burning them down. They need to be protected. There's a lot of. Uh, the states can do that. There's not a lot of parks. The states Tons can do that. The states can do all of oh, those Oh, it's federal. Things. Yeah, it's right. the feds on it. What's this here? This one just breaks it down into each individual. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So what's yellow? Land management. Land management. So not a lot of national park. Interesting. Yeah. Now look at Nevada. It's even more. Because mm-hmm. Bureau of Land Management was all that. Bureau of Reclamation. The Bureau of Land Management is the biggest mafia organization in the country. Hmm. And National Park Service down in South Florida. And the Fish and Wildlife Service and the Keys. That's weird that the the Tennessee Valley Authority is only in Tennessee. It's just... (laughs) Um, Truthfully, though, there's actually a story. If you go into... um, uh, I believe it's Oregon. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, it'll be on our Facebook page on Orphans of the American Dream on Facebook. Uh, it talks about the uh, Hammond uh, Ranch debacle that they had with the Bureau of Land Management. It goes all the way back to, um, I believe, the 1800s and goes through the history of how they acquired the land in the, initially and how... Over the last hundred years, the Bureau of Land Management has taken all of it, and it, it, it includes the guys who were a part of that uh, occupation of the uh, federal building on that park, the, the Bundys yeah, and all those there's guys. There's 40 damned, uh, 40 day. Yeah, um, <clears throat> uh, but why they did that is what this story is about. It goes through it in detail, and it goes through everything dated out. Um, and it's uh, all in information. Eight, back to eight. It says cattle ranching in Harney County predates the 1908 establishment of the Malheur, not sure how to say that, National Wildlife Refuge uh, with some cattle trails, including those used by the Hammond family dating back to the 1870s. Yes, yes. And they were just slowly like, like what they did, what they went to prison for is lighting a fire to stop a wildfire from starting that they did not start and as a fireman this is something we do for field fires yeah, it's, I mean, it's very common fire's and not going to burn something that's already burnt exactly that's what you do um, farmers do this on their own to stop fires it's just and what they did was they did this and now the, the government sent them to prison for actually less than a year and then they got out, and two years later, they sent them back to prison to serve a five-year sentence for the same crime they had already served in jail time for. Very interesting story. You guys should definitely check it out. That is facebook.com slash orphans of the American dream. That'll be the weekend of the New Year's weekend is when that'll post. 
Speaking of uh, Ivanka Trump, actually, I met her at Doral when I worked there. Uh, it, it would have been a couple weeks before they even bought the place. So I didn't even know they were going to be there at the time. And I was behind the register of the golf shop. And she comes in with her golf clubs in her hand, which, by the way, in golf etiquette terms is strange. You don't bring your golf clubs in the golf shop, especially at a high-end resort like it was. And she comes in, and I look at her, and I go, oh, shit, that's Ivanka. And I know they're buying this place. Like We, are, we know it's happening. We just – it's not done yet. It's not final. And uh, she's got her clubs, and she's like, oh, hi, I'm – it's unbelievable. She treated me as if she was just a normal person anywhere, like, oh, yeah, I'm just checking in for a tea time. And uh, I'm like, first off, you don't need to check in for your, your tea time. You're buying the place. And So is that like golf etiquette, like it's just not unnecessary, or is it just because she's Ivanka Trump? Well, the, she's following golf etiquette by checking in. I'm saying it wasn't golf etiquette to bring your golf clubs into the golf shop. Oh, but Okay, okay. Uh, First off, those should have been picked up a long time ago. How the hell is she still hauling around her golf clubs? I mean, that would have been a walk, you know? Like, Jesus. Anyway, so she's checking in. I'm like, you're also, you know, immediately I didn't even look at the golf tee sheet. I mean, I already know that she's not paying anything. I mean, you're so I grab, I grab her golf clubs clubs and she's like oh no I, I got him it's okay she literally literally walked her golf clubs as I walked out with her to take her to her golf cart and show her around because she was kind of new to the place so the fact that these people keep making fun of Ivanka Trump in the media and shit is definitely misleading. She might have been the sweetest uh, hot woman I've ever seen in my life. I mean, she is pretty good looking up close, she let me is tell you. a beautiful woman. Uh, couldn't tell her that at the time because I was, you know, earning a paycheck, but And trying wow. to keep down his boner. <laughs> I might have had one. Do you have one now? Full mask. Maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, it was interesting uh, how involved they were. But uh, it's it's just interesting looking at uh, people's perceptions of these people and how really kind of misleading they are as well. Yeah, uh, I actually had a question for you because okay, so, so you live in Miami area, uh, a little north of Miami, but uh, um, and you were down there for the hurricane. This doesn't have much to do with Trump, but. Uh, where, how was that? Like, I remember talking back and forth with you a little bit about what <clears throat> was going on, and you were kind of like, "Do you think I should leave?" And I was like, "I would leave. I would definitely leave." <laughs> how how was that? Tell me a little bit about what went down down there. Yeah, uh, Hurricane Irma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, at one point, they labeled the storm the largest storm in recorded history. So. Um, we were freaking out a little bit, especially the fact that this thing was supposed to come up from the southern tip of Florida and affect, in theory, the entire state, which 
you know, there's a lot of people that live in the state of Florida, and there's only one way out. Definitely not just the tip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it totally changed directions, didn't it? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was supposed to hit Miami direct, and so we decided to, uh, you know, get the hell out of Dodge because, you know, what's the point in sticking around for that, right? I mean, uh, but had to board up the house, uh, you know, I wasn't 100% prepared, and neither was anyone else, neither was any of the stores. It was a complete mess, actually. I mean, we're talking days in advance. Like, we're talking, you know, three, four days before this thing is supposed to hit. Like, we can't even get plywood. They're, it's all gone, you know? Uh, and we live in the southern tip of Florida, so you have to get a truck to drive all the way down, which is like 14 hours. I mean, it's a, it's a day. I mean, you're, you're not getting shit. Um, so it was a mess uh, all the way through, and that kind of was gave me a signal. I'm like, you know what? It's probably best we, we get out of here. And the timing of it was crucial because you got to get out of there in time uh, because there's a giant storm coming up your ass. And if you don't get out in time, you're going to run out of gas. Or if you don't get out in time... <laughs> There's so many people on the on the highway that you can't get out. You'll get stuck on the interstate with the storm coming. You know, you're pretty much gonna die. Um, no, but in all actuality, the storm really wasn't as severe as it made out be. It it's not like Puerto Rico. I mean, Puerto Rico. I mean, the eye of a storm that massive will completely uh, nothing. It's gone. It did completely. Did I mean that that island's gone. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we decided to flee, uh, avoiding, uh, fortunately we had a diesel car. So, uh, survival situations, ladies and gentlemen, if you are ever in a survival situation, uh, like I was, uh, this was good preparation in the event that, uh, <laughs> uh if the event, uh, that the inevitable happens in this uh, country, but, uh, buy a diesel car, uh, because, uh, that'll be the last uh, fuel to, to to run out. So, yeah, I remember talking to you on the way up here when you were traveling. <clears throat> like, you were talking about how like all the gas stations were out of gas, but you didn't have to worry about any of that because you have diesel, and like diesel was pro. Like, they barely even raised the prices on it, like they did the gas. Actually, they they made a standard price for everyone. Uh, I think the state of Florida. Uh, Governor Scott uh, required that all gas stations, I believe it was 269, uh, funny, 69 cents, um, was the price for diesel and or gasoline. So I actually no. got uh, a bit of a did they set the price discount. Just, they, did they set the price or did they set a cap? Like, was there cheaper gas? There was not cheaper gas. Okay, so they just set the actual. Uh, most likely, it was a cap. cap I believe it was a cap. Yeah, it wasn't a required amount, but right. no one's going. Everyone's no, going to no, the cap. They're going to go straight to the. Uh, to the right, cap. Uh, but yeah, so avoided the fuel issue, avoided the traffic issue by just driving to the other side of the state. That would have been the Gulf side, and then just going up straight north to uh, toward Atlanta, toward Georgia. And less traffic just when you getting uh, out. You wait for all less the traffic to go. I, I was worried I'd get stuck. I, I, I've never been in a situation like that before. So I'm like, we're just going to play this safe like a conservative uh, Republican would. And we're going to get out of here alive. So that's what I did. How I did safe. what no one else did. I basically did the opposite of what everyone else did. How safe? Like safe like 
Mike Pence where he won't have lunch with a lady other than his wife. That's pretty safe. Yeah, that's that's that might be a little too safe. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to give him respect for it. I mean, no, dude, he's he, got he holds by his. Yeah, I mean, he's got principles and he sticks with them. So yeah, but you can, you know, women. I mean, you can go to have lunch with someone. It's a powerful man, dude. Yeah. He's a silver fox. Look, I mean, yeah, and he's side by side with Trump, and look how they fucking tear into him. I mean, it's one a, picture. That is an interesting combination right there, Trump and Pence, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like complete polar opposite. That's why, why they uh, won this thing. He, Trump, I guarantee you Pence helped big time. Oh, 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 yeah, that was definitely a political stunt to get Pence in there. That's how they got all the uh, career politicians, the career Republicans to back Trump, was because they put Pence in there. I truly think that Trump wanted Bernie to be his vice president. Yeah, for sure. I it, it was. <laughs> no one laughed. Like, that was a joke. <laughs> it was interesting. Oh, thank fuck, because I never know with you. Yeah, I'm looking at you like what the fuck, bro. <laughs> it's like, hold on, I'm gonna get some stats on that. And Jamie, it was gonna be. <laughs> so look that shit up. <laughs> so a category five hurricanes coming up my ass right now. I decide to leave at three o'clock in the morning to avoid traffic. Another conservative approach. And we got the hell out of that state by driving nonstop. Uh, anytime we saw traffic, we just got off and took the back roads, which highly recommended if you're ever in a survival situation, just avoid the highways. So anyway, we make it to Atlanta. There isn't a place to stay. We're, we're not the only refugee. <laughs> and we could have bought a you know stayed one night for 150 bucks and in, in the hood uh the reviews the first three said that there were were crack smokers outside and people kept knocking on their door uh asking if they'd fuck them so we were like you know what we probably shouldn't go there even for 150 bucks when normally yeah, it's hungry, probably 50 i bet normally probably 50 i would say so they probably increased it 100 bucks for the refugees thank you thanks for taking care of us uh Fortunately, we had a friend, and this is where the story gets interesting. So his girlfriend's parents owns a multi-million dollar home in this community called Serenby, which is on the southeast side of, I'm sorry, southwest side of Atlanta. And this is a town, literally a town, Serenby. That's the name of the town. Uh... And this town was created recently. And <laughs> so the town was created recently, which means it must be one of the first town, I mean, most recent towns to be created in the United States of America. Am I right? Um, actually, no. There's a couple of these, these very rich communities that are popping up in Texas. I have a buddy who's doing the uh, uh, water systems for him. Um, it's just humongous. Like it's basically a subdivision the size of probably Gilman, and they're just like making everything they want. <clears throat> we want yoga. We want this. We want this. They have the entire town fenced off, and then inside, like at the ones in Texas, they have wild animals. They have uh, elk and. Um, Moose and all these all these animals that are not indigenous to the area that just roam the area just for looks or whatnot. So, like, actually, this is probably a new thing that's happening. I didn't realize it was happening in Atlanta as well. Yeah, I mean, Serenby, this community is similar, Tom. They 
They have their own livestock. You're literally, there's literally a petting farm where you're petting your lunch, your dinner. This is a self-sustaining community. I mean, these rich fucks come in because they want a farm experience. And for some reason, this is a farm experience. I mean, there's weeds growing around the little potted trees to make it feel like it's natural. But really, it's fake. Everything is fake. But don't get me wrong, the place is gorgeous. I mean, brick buildings, everything looks historic, yet it's all brand spanking new. The, the, the tables worn out, destroyed, yet it's brand new, actually. So it's, it's a weird place, uh, but they raise their own livestock. You go to dinner that night at this high fancy restaurant. All the food there was in the backyard. All the vegetables are in the backyard. It's Films and lectures, boutique shopping, art galleries, a spa, trail riding, plus a robust artist-in-residence program featuring dinners and talks. Yep. How much is it? Yeah, multi-million dollar homes. How much is a place in this place right Yeah, multi-million. Looking at see. And they're not even big homes. So this is uh, near the location of, and, and this is funny, we were driving into this place, and I go, dude, this place reminds me of The Walking Dead. And the, the TV show, because there's this railroad track right on the edge of the road, and we're, you know, and it just kind of reminded me of it. And it turns out that this is the area where they filmed The Walking Dead. And two of the actors, uh, the Asian guy and the guy who shot the bow and arrow, uh, both lived in this town. In fact, one of them was our neighbor. <laughs> no shit. That's neat. Um, well, so okay, not multi-million. There's, there's not bad prices on some of these uh, more apartment style. Like this oh, is a one-bedroom, like, one-bathroom studio loft for eleven hundred and eighty-two dollars. Even some of those uh, houses for four hundred grand. Not bad at all. I uh, mean, oh, oh, those are those are blank lands. Yeah, I know that's a really good price. Go back down. I know. There's probably like fees. And, I mean, membership one stuff acres. because it's a member facility. You know, so there's, I'm sure there's other costs that you got. Yeah. Oh, definitely going to be a home. Here's a, I mean, a two bedroom, two bath, fourteen hundred and seventy-two square foot for just wow. under five hundred thousand. That's about the size of my house for a two bedroom, not a three. That's actually pretty good. But a beautiful community. I mean, everyone's super nice. I mean, it's just kind of weird. Um, wondering in the back of my head the whole time, like how many of these people are like fucking little kids and. <laughs> um, zero you know, to 60 like, oh man uh, you know how many Just people are <laughs> you know how many of these people are actually terrible people and are involved with things that we talk about on a day-to-day basis you know so it's uh it's kind of interesting uh I, don't know, I feel like you'd have to be like a, a somewhat like vulnerable to be in a cult to live in a place like this there was a monolisk. Is that what? Is that right? A little circle of rocks. What do you call those? Um, they call they're sacred areas. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. They had one uh, of those that freaked me out a little bit. Uh, I mean, but literally to get around on the farm and everything to go everywhere you run four wheeler or like four wheelers or like a you know John Deere uh, gator gators. You know, it, it's like a, it, it's like you're on a farm, literally like you're on the farm. You want to go to the go to the store, all right, well, we're going to hop on the gator and go to it. 
And then uh, <laughs> my friend was supposed to come into town, and um, he couldn't because of the hurricane, obviously. So he flies into Atlanta, uh, changes his flight, and literally at the same time, I get the bad news that my uh, grandfather passed away, uh, 98 years old. Uh, if you go to a website called uh, 70 years ago, Dot com. You can read all about him. My grand, uh, my fa- my uh, father uh, tracked and created a blog of uh, his war, the war uh, back in the day. Yeah, your I heard your your dad talk about it on the on the news. Oh yeah, it, this is ago. a big thing. My my grandfather was on Fox that was News really neat. six six six, um, and so yeah, my grandfather was on there and. Um, that was on Memorial Day, so like he, there must not be many left for my grandfather to be on on the news now, right? I mean, how many people are still alive from World War Two? My grandfather, uh, we have some. Never mind, I shouldn't. I'm not supposed to talk about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but my grandfather was uh, someone uh, who uh, uh, took um, came in. Um, uh, Hitler's mansion after they bombed it uh, in his platoon. So that was an interesting story. But he's got multiple stories. You can read all about it. But uh, 70 years ago, 70 years spelled out Y E A R S A G O dot com. Uh, 70 years ago is a World War II diary of Chick Bruns. And uh, what my dad did actually, he posted something every day. Because uh, my grandfather uh, wrote in his journal uh, every day during war, yeah, so my he, grandfather basically transcribed it, it yeah. into a blog that exact day. So it was interesting. My grandpa always says, "Oh, I always wanted to wake up the next morning to see what happened next." <laughs> so yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely remember your dad uh, on the news about that, um, saying about how he basically just listened to him. Uh, read it out because some of the stuff obviously it was harder to read. He was trying to remember exactly how things happened, and I mean, yeah, it was, it sounded pretty neat. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, but he died, and so uh, I had to drive. Literally, I, that's all, our only option was to drive. And Russ and I took the the Volkswagen and went straight up north and um, did that. And you know, looking back on it um, with the hurricane and all. Uh, it's a good thing I decided not to not to leave because uh, would have never made the funeral. So uh, it's kind of funny how things work out. But then uh, Russ decided to just uh, hightail it back to Miami for a fun-filled weekend, and uh, we overnighted it nonstop and uh, enjoyed the last couple days uh, partying up in uh, Miami. Yeah. yeah, this is uh, no, this is pretty neat. We are definitely gonna. Um advertise this i mean we'll i'll post this all over our you know our twitter you know our instagram my instagram's oad underscore studios on instagram and twitter um and you'll be able to find this and we'll probably get a link to it on our website uh orphans of the american dream.com yeah that'd be awesome it's uh he's a good guy good man uh and we'll be forever missed we're gonna go a little local here for the moment Illinois is a giant cesspool right now. Our leadership is awful. 
Um, how many uh, How many are in jail from prior leadership roles? Oh, uh, well, let's see, Blago and Ryan, but I think he just got out. I'm not really sure. I think that might just be because he's old. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just full of corruption. It's ridiculous. So um, there's the Chicago is called in the UN, begging the UN to come and try and take care of the gang violence there. Absolute insanity. I mean, I'm not the biggest proponent of Governor Rauner, but he offered to send more state troopers up there. We're calling in the UN. What in the actual fuck? No, no, I I totally agree. Uh, Did you find that video on there? I can I can get it pulled up. Yeah, there was a there's a video of them trying to justify it. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like <clears throat> you have created this problem by forcing the cops out of these neighborhoods and empowering the criminals in Chicago by justifying their behavior and now you want something to be done about it. You have condemned all the police in Chicago to the point where pretty much the entire country thinks Chicago police are the worst place in the world. Does Chicago police have some really shitty cops? Yeah. Just all, like everywhere else. All police departments. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But there are it's not like the entire police stations are completely corrupt. Absolutely not. There are so I mean, those are brave, brave men. So and women. Oh, here we go, here we go. Here here's Andrew's James. <laughs> Here's a, one of the one of the councilmen trying to justify the UN or asking for the UN to come in. Well, we're headed to the United Nations to meet with the Assistant Secretary General to talk about the violence in Chicago, the gun violence in particular, the uh, bloodshed that's taking place in too many of our communities like Austin, uh, West Garfield Park, North Mondale, places like that where we've just seen horrific levels of uh, shootings and that sort of thing. And so I'm hoping to appeal to the UN to actually come to Chicago and meet with victims of violence and maybe even possibly help out in terms of peacekeeping efforts because I think it's so critical uh, for us to make sure that these neighborhoods are safe. Quite frankly, we fail the people of Chicago in many instances in these communities because we failed to protect them from the violence. I'll also say this, that there is a quiet genocide taking place uh, in too many of our communities. 80% of those who are being killed by gun violence are African-Americans, often killed at the hands of another African-American. And so we must protect these population groups, and that's what the United Nations does. They're a peacekeeping force. Uh, They know all about keeping the peace, and so we're hopeful that they'll they'll hear our appeal. Why now? Why today? Well, look, we this meeting has been in place for uh, at least a month now. We've worked on this a, a while. Uh, quite frankly, we can't wait until you know uh, the mayor comes up with another thousand police uh, to to try to make the streets safer. Quite frankly, the people want to be safe right now in their homes and their neighborhoods. Pause that. that This guy's a fucking lunatic. Seriously, (laughs) he just said that we we want to keep these people safe. If you really want to keep people safe, Chicago has some of the tightest gun control laws in the country. It's absolutely insane. And they let go the most amount of gun law 
offenders. Like yeah, yeah. they just let you go slap on the wrist. Murderers, murderers get probation because they turn on somebody with marijuana. Give me a break. Absolutely insanity. I mean, yeah. What about uh, this talk about quiet genocide? What's your thoughts on that? That's bullshit pandering, trying to get people to side with his yeah. his plan here. Yeah. There is. It, it, Let's it, bring up a scary word. It, it, it's black people killing black people. Is that a problem? Absolutely. Is it a genocide? Uh, we, we, is it a genocide? What's, what's actually the definition? But. Uh, Let's be honest. Uh, there are probably situations where it is a bit more cha- more challenging for a black person, is it not? Just situations. Genocide is actually just uh, the deliberate killing of a large group of people, right. especially I mean, those if you want to call it ethnic if you, group, if you, you want to go with that, usually right. it's on another ethnic group or nation. But I guess not really because you look at some if any, you know, if socialist it, dictators who are they're committing genocide on their own people. If, if we want to call it genocide, we probably could and justify it because look who controls Chicago and look who's controlled Chicago for the last how many fucking years. It's the Democratic Party. That's the funny the part about it. That's so the if you really want to call it genocide, it's the, the government of Chicago is guilty of genocide. If you want to go that route. Right. Or the liberals... I'm sorry, the left. The leftists, yeah. I mean, so why at, the look hell? Look at our great cities in this country. Look at Do Detroit. Look at Detroit. Look at Chicago. Look at whatever. I mean, they're falling apart, and they've been run by Democrats for decades. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I want to point out one thing. I think the whole reason they're doing this is because Trump said he was going to fix Chicago. And they want the UN to do it, so Trump can't. Now, I don't think the UN is going to go in there. One, because I don't think Trump's going to let them. No. And two, because I don't think Trump's going to let them. <laughs> I don't think Rounder would want him to do that either, because he's he's offered yeah. up to offer up more state troopers to go up there and patrol. And I think they have. Yeah. They, they, they just—it's insanity. It's funny how we always circle back around to it. It's a the left are praised by the poor people, yet under the table, they're actually making their lives worse. Absolutely. 100%. That's been proven. That's been proven. Yeah, exactly. Time and time again, it shows that the left has absolutely no benefit or has no game in benefiting the black population, whereas the Republicans and the conservative side actually gives a very, very valid argument on how they try to. But because of the uh, misconceptions, the left is... I mean, it's they, generational they brainwashing. Is yes, what it is. exactly. Absolutely. It's generational brainwashing. White man's going to bring you down. Brainwash. They tell each other and they tell themselves that year after year. Right. And then they dangle the fruit. Money. Hey. Yeah. You can have free money. That's Just take we, the free. Uh, there's the socialism starting to kick in. Yeah. Take the money. And then they don't have enough money to grow and be a prosperous human being in society. They want them to be completely reliable on them. 100%. And it's exactly the right. same thing with, with our immigration problem. I mean, another Rush Limbaugh quote, but it's brilliant. I mean, he taught, he's got ears in, in Washington and whatever, and people that talk to him. And he's saying that, he's like, yeah, I'll support um, amnesty. If there's a caveat in it to where these people that were giving amnesty cannot vote for 25 years, because that's all it is, is a voting drive for the Democratic Party. Another group of people they can hold down and be holding because, hey, here we give you, you gave me some free shit. 
I mean, it's just it's it's ridiculous. And Rush Limbaugh is not God, believe me. Yeah, I, I, I'm not down. Like my problem with him, if we're gonna go just jump on that quick, my problem with immigration is that it's the system is fucked. Like illegal immigrant gets here. Once an illegal immigrant gets here, everybody complains about them being here for 20 years and not becoming citizens. It's because there is no avenue in this country for you to become a citizen. Well, I think it's purposeful. They don't. It is. They it don't is. want. It, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. How the fuck these people have been in power and remained in power for so long. It's just mind-boggling to me. People need to wake the fuck up. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know somebody who's stupid and not awake, please try and wake them the fuck up. We're doing our part. The way you do that is you grab them firmly by each ear and shake their head violently and say, ah! And then you whisper softly into their ear. Facebook.com slash Orphans of the that actually works. It's the perfect way to get them to come to your side. And we're not really going on either side. We're heading for the middle. Give them a name. Americans. That's actually the challenge, isn't it? Is trying to get people to buy into reality. Uh, and it's a sales pitch. And I think it's important that we deliver it in a way that doesn't scare them away. Yes, it, you, you hit the nail on the head. When you said it's a sales pitch, it 100% is. Now, people give the black community a lot of shit for yelling racist and this, that, and the other. They're not right in their approach. Like, the the black communities, like, what what they do is they'll, they'll come at you and be like, no, 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 fuck you. You guys, you guys had slaves, this, that, and the other, blah, blah. They basically just belittle everyone. And all it does is make people not like them more. And it's just like, no, fuck you. This is this is not. I don't. I don't give a shit what you're saying. You're, you're just bullshit. I had nothing to do with that. Blah blah blah. This that the other. And it's a sales pitch, and they're completely fucking the sale. They're not. <clears throat> it's like the Colin Kaepernick thing. Everyone's like, oh no, it had nothing to do with uh, with with the flag. It was all about the police brutality. Bro, come on now. <clears throat> he had an opportunity. To bring all the white rednecks that watch football to understand that the black population really does have a problem and that there is a police issue and that something should be done about it. He had that opportunity, but instead he pissed on every one of those fucking white rednecks faces when he kneeled to the national anthem. It sounds like all these people need to read Donald Trump's book, The Art of the Deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but seriously, they did. And it's just screwed. The same thing with uh, the Colin Kaepernick. Another side of the Colin Kaepernick thing. He kneeled for the national anthem. That offended literally half of the country. But no one gave a shit about that. But God forbid you have a uh, uh, Confederate flag. And I sold uh, Art of the Deal book um, at Doral to someone, so I'm helping the cause. And your sales pitch is pretty on point, too. No, but what I meant by the sales pitch is, I mean, on an individual basis, you know, the people like you and I and the people listening to this podcast, you know, how do we communicate effectively to the people that won't even listen to us? They won't even listen to anything that uh, people have to talk about with these views. They have a one-way and a one-way street, and they're running with it. There are a lot of people that you cannot like debate with. Like like this girl that I had these arguments with that I've mentioned a couple times. She's there's no going back. She's not going to see what I had to say. My Literally, my only reason for talking to her is because it's entertaining to watch her head explode. 
And that's as far as that conversation will ever go. Uh, it's just not. <clears throat> there's just no. There's no point in talking to her now. Eventually, when I get sick of it, I will. I'll probably stop talking to her because there is no point in the conversation. Now, the ones that you can actually talk to, you just need to have a conversation and explain. You know, dude, it's cool that you believe that, but but why do you believe that? Like, and they'll always come back at you with, you know, insults is usually the left go-to. There's a good number of the population that we're not going to reach. But honestly, I think the way that, let's just speak to us right here right now, um, what we have to do is we just have to transcend. We have to become, we have to make it cool to take both sides of the argument and make it one. I mean, we just have, we're going to have to. You mean compromise? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have to. It's not, but I'm just saying, like, most people have to, most, I would say a good segment of the population are not just here or here. Every, most people, even if they don't even realize they do it, they think both ways. Like, I'm very conservative on some things. I would consider myself a classical liberal on a lot of things. I'm very pro-Second Amendment. I also support gay people. They should be able to do whatever the fuck they want. They love each other. Bang each other, marry each other. Agreed. Don't give a shit. We should be able to have fucking weed. It should be legal. Stupid. Agreed. I don't think pe- I don't think that me as a myself as a taxpayer should have to fund abortions. If you want to have an abortion, that's your that's that's your prerogative. I'm not gonna tell you you can't do it, but you're paying for it. Agreed. I'm not paying for it. So I'm just saying, you know. Sounds like you got a little compromise. Yeah. By the way, this episode is named Compromise. So with that, this has been the first episode of the the maiden voyage of the Orphans of the American Dream podcast. We're going to have more. I think we're all each going to maybe have some individual things. There'll be some YouTube stuff you guys can check out. Um, that's going to be a, two, a TBD type thing. Um, if you want to catch us now, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook. We have our own website. Um, it's orphansoftheamericandream.com. Um, the Facebook is facebook.com slash orphansoftheamericandream. Um, J-Bone, what is the, uh, uh, it's the Instagram? OAD underscore studios on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to follow me personally on Twitter, my Twitter is handle is at sassboned. Um, so yeah, thank you for listening. Share us, um, spread the message, love each other. Thank you to Mr. Bruno yes. for pleasure. being our first guest. Thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a great pleasure. Um, you made history today. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it, man. Feels good. Feels great. It's a great day to be an American. All right. God bless. God bless. God bless America. Bye.